Geosynchronous orbits are weird. On the one hand, satellites in geosynchronous orbits look from afar like they're orbiting the Earth just like any other satellite. But from down here, they appear to be floating, stationary, 36,000 kilometers above our heads. Because by definition, a geosynchronous orbit is in sync with the rotation of the Earth. It takes the same amount of time for one orbit as the Earth takes for one full rotation. So even though it's orbiting like normal around the Earth's center of mass, it's stationary with respect to the Earth's surface. Okay, technically only geosynchronous orbits above the equator are actually stationary and are called geostationary orbits. Geosynchronous orbits in general take the same time as the Earth to rotate, but can be at other angles and so appear to drift up and down in latitude while floating overhead. But regardless of whether they're geosynchronous or geostationary, they are possible because of two things. Kepler's laws and the fact that we live on a pile of rock. Kepler's third law is the observation that the farther you are from a planet, or dog, or whatever, the longer it takes to complete an orbit. The reasons are partly that you have to travel a longer distance to orbit around a bigger circle, compounded by the fact that gravity is weaker farther out so you can't go as fast along the circle. But anyway, the point is that a super big orbit takes basically forever, and the closer you get, the less and less time an orbit takes. So somewhere in there is a time that's exactly in sync with the amount of time it takes the planet itself to spin around once, hence geosynchronous. And when you orbit in exactly the same time it takes the planet to spin, for someone on the planet, you appear to just float overhead. And that's the reason geosynchronous orbits are useful. If you can put a satellite just floating above you at all times, it'll also be floating above most other people and places on your side of the Earth too, and you can use it to send messages or television signals to them. Because while mountains might block the view between you, the satellite will always be up there with a clear line of sight. But there are two potential problems with geosynchronous orbits. The first is, they don't always exist. The faster a planet is spinning, the closer you have to be to it in order to be in a geosynchronous orbit. So what if the planet is spinning so fast you'd have to be inside it to be in sync? That's certainly a potential problem if you're orbiting a ball or dog or something held together by internal tension forces. A solid steel ball with a 1 meter radius spinning once per hour only has geosynchronous orbits that are inside of it. But most things you can orbit aren't held together by tension, they're held together by gravity, the same force that causes you to orbit. And a planet that's held together by gravity can only spin so fast before bits of the planet itself start getting flung off. When a planet is spinning at this maximum speed, the physics works out that a geosynchronous orbit would exactly coincide with the surface of the planet. Stuff on the surface is basically orbiting. For any spin rate that's slower than this maximum, a geosynchronous orbit is farther from the planet's surface. And the slower the spin, the farther out the geosynchronous orbit is. So, if you're orbiting something like the Earth, which is basically a pile of rock held together by gravity, there will always technically be geosynchronous orbits. And this brings us to the second potential problem with geosynchronous orbits. Even if they exist, they're not guaranteed to be useful. If a planet is spinning quickly, geosynchronous orbits around it might be too close to see much of the planet's surface. For example, if Earth took 90 minutes to spin instead of 24 hours, geosynchronous orbits would be at an altitude of around 280 kilometers, beneath the orbit of the International Space Station, and satellites there could only see 2% of the Earth's surface at one time, which is much less useful for communication. Communication. On the other hand, if a planet is spinning too slowly, geosynchronous orbits will be super far away. Sure, a satellite might see nearly half the planet's surface from there, but it would be much harder to put satellites into that orbit, you'd need super powerful antennas to send signals back and forth, and there would be a long delay while you wait for the signal to get there and back. For example, satellites in a geosynchronous orbit around Venus, I mean a Venus-synchronous orbit, would be four times farther from Venus than the distance from the Earth to the Moon, so communication signals would be super weak and would have a 10-second round-trip delay. Satellite TV would not be practical on Venus. And a geosynchronous orbit around the Sun, I mean a heliosynchronous orbit, would be halfway to the planet Mercury with a nearly three-minute round-trip signal delay. So as weird as geosynchronous orbits are, it's perhaps even weirder that we happen to live on a planet that's not just in the Goldilocks zone for life, but also in the Goldilocks zone for satellite TV. 
If you're looking for the Goldilocks Zone for giving, you should check out GiveWell, this video's sponsor and the nonprofit that researches and vets other charities for you. In particular, GiveWell searches out the nonprofits that immediately and directly benefit or save the most people's lives for the least money, like health and economic programs in developing countries. You can look at GiveWell's full charity recommendation list on their website, and you can also give directly to any of those charities or to a fund to the top choices through GiveWell. 100% of your donation goes to the charities. On top of that, GiveWell is matching donations from first-time donors dollar for dollar up to $100. Go to GiveWell.org to donate, and to make sure your donation gets matched, at checkout on the How Did You Hear About GiveWell question, select YouTube and then Minute Physics, or go to GiveWell.org slash Minute Physics. That works too. Again, at GiveWell.org you select YouTube and fundraiser code Minute Physics to get your donation to GiveWell's recommended charities matched up to $100.